What a vibe. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Fucking downer. Blast my ass, why don't you? Over Broadway. episode of bits over broadway bits over broadway <laughs> oh trying something new i love <laughs> I, you know i figured i should switch it up every now and then Mix you know not like up. just give the audience everything like that like a couple weeks like a couple of days ago i did a cockney accent love because i lost my brain for a second it was fun <laughs> it's you know? great it's good yeah Given um, given people options. And that is what we here at Bits Over Broadway are always striving to do. Give you yes. options. 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 Um, okay, I don't think there's any biz. Never has been, never will be. <laughs> Feel like, will we ever have biz again? <laughs> Where is our biz? You know. Where is our biz? <laughs> where is like in the style of the black eyed peas, where is the biz? Sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You know, where's that's the a that, that, oh. <laughs> Connor, please. It's their seminal classic. <laughs> I'm sorry. The my love? their seminal classic for me is like pump it louder. That's pump their it louder. Song, you stupid idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> people killing, people dying, people hurt. Can't you hear them crying? Of course. You know, etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> it's an implied etc. It's um, an implied etc. All right. Well, then, guess what? There's no guest. It's just me and Kanban. Uh, Kanban and Your Mare classic Kanban Mare Bear. <laughs> a classic. A classic family only up. And this <laughs> week, we are going to discuss the Academy Award winning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> nope. That's incorrect. Um, the taped musical Shrek. The musical. Shrek the musical. <laughs> um, I really like that we decided we talked about a Brian Darcy James musical, and then mm-hmm. we talked about a Sutton Foster mm-hmm. musical musical, and then we decided, hey, let's just put the two of them together. Hey, let's call the whole thing off. Get these two kids in a musical together. Get these crazy kids in the Get same these room. Two kids in a musical together. I want to see it. <laughs> and you know what? I loved it, honestly. Um, oh, I'm glad. I love I, listen why i know why we don't film every stage version like every stage show but right. like holy shit then you watch a filmed stage show and you're like huh? i want more of that i want to be able Give to me do more. this what if there's a pandemic and i have no theater to access <laughs> no theater to access i'll never see a live show again what orchestra can, can... Pit who what is that i don't even know anymore I've never seen a proscenium in my life, honey. <laughs> proboscis? Is that what you're saying? Like what? Yes, I said proboscis. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what you're thinking. You know, the, they they have the little thingy that goes down into the flower, and yeah. that's how they get the little, nectar. Little tongue straw. Ooh, <laughs> that's a little ASMR for me. You're welcome. Um, okay. See, again, Bits Over Broadway bringing you options. That's right. We're not just a, a Broadway podcast. We are also an ASMR podcast. Correct. Um, Connor, really quick before we jump into the facts and figs, and I yeah. do promise we will get into the facts and figs. Okay. Um, are, would you consider yourself to be of the Shrek generation? Yes. Because you are not much younger than me. I would say you're just like barely, not even a year younger than me. You're 92, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
August 92, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. So yeah. sorry. I completely forgot my birthday <laughs> for a second. <laughs> Me too. I forgot mine too. Um, it's okay. Okay, great. So you are not even a year younger than me, but I would not consider myself the Shrek generation. Interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I don't love it the way that other children seem to love it. <laughs> I always feel like it's like a little bit. I always feel like it's like my brother's age and he was he's 94. And so okay. I always feel like it's just a little bit younger than me. That's like Shrek was, is my dad. <laughs> I was held back. So maybe okay. that. And I did skip a grade, so there's just no way to know. There's there's just a chasm in terms of we're not we're really not that far apart in terms of like real human age, but in terms of like school age, where there is a mighty chasm between the two of us. A mighty chasm. That is Um, our album, uh, a mighty chasm. Correct. No, because I loved. I really liked Shrek growing up. We used to watch it. Like we had the we had it on VHS classic Mm -hmm, 90s mm -hmm. love it uh and then when my parents got me a little portable dvd player um Mm -hmm. i would always watch it at night underneath the covers and i would watch shrek 2 literally every day yes okay shout out (laughs) yeah no i love shrek 2 it's fucking amazing (laughs) do you love it more than shrek 1 do you think Mm, controversial yes wow and do yes. tweet at him shrek stands um that's because the fairy godmother is iconic that's fair. She, she is, is an iconic villain. iconic um, she does an entire number of i need a hero okay in the middle that. of a montage it's okay. it's honestly you we do perfection. have to stand we do have and to stand. we have no choice but to stand um i you know what i'm thinking about it now and i think i just wasn't a shrek person because there's a lot of uh, to use a mom phrase, bathroom humor. That's correct. Um, which as I grow older, I'm less offended by. <laughs> but as a child, I was very like, gross. Don't do that. Not funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if like the recollections of my youth of across this pod have portrayed that I was un- simply unbearable to be around as a child. But I want to make it very <laughs> clear that I was horrible as a youth. I'm very cool now, but terrible as a child. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I, I'm just imagining like you at a sleepover and all your friends being like, let's watch Shrek. And you're like, no, I don't want to watch him burp farts. all the time. Yeah, too many I would burps. never have said fart as a child. I would have been like, he passes gas too much. That's psychotic. I was 108. Yes. Yeah. No. I'm not going to say fart. Gross. That's a gross word. As I previously said, gross. Okay. Um, Connor, hit us with some facts and figures. Connor, could you hit us, please, with some facts and figures? Shrek the Musical has music by the one, the only, Janine Tessery. Thank you. <laughs> Thoroughly Modern Millie of Fun Home of Violet Fame. Sun we're just going through, we're like going through her entire fucking... <laughs> That's right. We're a Janine like, Tessery stan podcast, actually. We are, honestly. It has book and lyrics by David Lindsay Abair, and it is obviously based on the 2001 animated film of the same name. Okay, really quick. I'm sorry. I saw his yeah. name in the credits for having written this and i was like this is the man who wrote rabbit hole a fucking a play that fucking destroyed me and then he sat down at his little computer box and said i'm gonna write shrek the musical the man contains multitudes he's my multitudes, husband he is a capital a artist <laughs> 
that's not I've right. never heard of the rabbit hole. What is this? Rab- I'm looking at it Rabbit now. hole is fucking incredible. It's it's the story of like two people dealing with the death of their son who got like hit by a car when he was little. Oh wait, is also, this the one where it's like new left? This is this is the classic like uh what's the the um theater festival that we went to uh, in Mizzou. Oh, 24. KCACTF. KCACTF. This yes. is the classic. This is the classic KCACTF <laughs> yes. duo scene of yes. you left the, the gate open yes. and he chased the dog yes. out or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's a cl- it's a, like a classic dramatic monologue. Okay. Font. Amazing. But it is a very beautiful play and it was made into a movie. I want to say it was adapted to a movie a few years like and by a few years i mean probably a decade ago and i think nicole kidman was in it but it is really really go off nicole go off nicole um she has a more substantial part in rabbit hole than she does in the prom i'll I'll say that um (laughs) but i like truly was shaken seeing his name come across the screen i'm like what so Um, uh listeners should yeah truly honestly don't we can't talk about bad about aaron sorkin anymore because he will shut off our internet (laughs) good free me from this hell Aaron. <laughs> free me from the hell um so honestly listeners of this podcast should watch shrek the musical and then go and watch rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> it's called a twofer <laughs> it's called a double feature look it up look it up david lizzie right. very good royalties okay sorry continue Getting back to facts back to productions <laughs> the production history um it originally had its um out of town tryout in seattle in September of 2008. It then transferred to Broadway in December of 2008 and ran until January 2010 for a total of 441 performances. It transferred to the West End in June of 2011 and ran until February 2013 for a total of 715 performances. There have been tons of tours, tons of international productions and regional productions. And um, in September of 2013, it, it was announced that they would be releasing the um, filmed like uh production mm-hmm. that is now on Netflix to Amazon first and then it was released to Netflix the next the following year in 2014. Um it was nominated for eight Tonys and won one and it was also nominated for um 12 Drama Desk Awards and won three. It was also nominated for the Grammys uh Best Musical Theater album. And then in 2012 mm-hmm. the West End production was nominated for four Olivier and um only one one and then in case you've like never heard of shrek in your life and you just don't in, in case you're not of the in case you're not of the Shrek generation and you've never interacted with the movie um based on the original animated movie shrek the musical parodies fairy tales and musicals as it follows the ogre shrek who finds his swamp overrun with fairy tale creatures he makes a deal with the corrupt lord farquaad to regain control of his swamp in return for res- rescuing princess fiona who farquaad intends to marry with the help of donkey shrek embarks on his quest but soon falls in love with the princess who is harboring a secret she's pregnant she's pregnant the entire time (laughs) her and the dragon had a love affair in the tower the apparently anything is possible in the shrek universe the dragon and the donkey do have babies in like shrek 3 i think yes i'm saying um i did just remember that i saw puss in boots in theaters with uh my friend Allison, who was wearing a snuggie th- through the entirety of the film. That's amazing. I've never seen Puss in, uh, Puss in Boots. Um, I'll be honest. I remember none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. Good chance I was drunk at the time. Uh, okay. So let's just crack this nut open. <laughs> Hold on. I forgot to pull up the track list before we started. 
Okay. I mean, listen, I'll pretty much watch anything Brian Darcy James does, even if he's covered in green. I was going to say, how do you feel about the prosthetics? Because I was trying, I spent the majority of the first act trying to decide if I thought they were upsetting or not. I think they were not meant to be seen up close. I would agree with that statement. (laughs) I think they probably play really well in a big theater. And I will say that they were able to adjust all his proportions except for his teeth, because you can't change the size of your teeth, and they were too small for his They were human teeth. They were not ogre teeth. Human teeth in an ogre face, and I was unsettled. (laughs) I was like, his teeth are small. It's Cats cats 2019 all over again. (laughs) His human teeth are upsetting me (laughs) once more. Um, Yeah, I thought the prosthetics were would probably play well in a large theater. But then I thought, what kind of small, what kind of anything but Broadway production has the prosthetics budget required for this show? Um, This was actually one of a very expensive show for Broadway and it never recouped. It never recouped its investment as um, what I read. The sets alone are, it's a huge cast. There's a ton of like puppetry, huge sets, huge like, set pieces mm-hmm. i just feel like yeah I, I can see that this would cost millions upon millions of dollars oh absolutely and i i was actually kind of wondering about the cast because like the cast you have the ensemble mm-hmm. but then you also have th- the main characters like lord farquaad shrek jonky and mm-hmm. all that and then you have the fairy tale, fairy tale character people. yeah and, and are i was they trying to figure duty? out that's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out if the fairy tale characters were also just regular ensemble members. I would assume that they would be. Yeah, I think so. I don't think any of their, except for Pinocchio, I don't think any of their shit was so crazy that they couldn't, like some of the lesser. Right. Although yeah. I will say I didn't see the three little pigs, so it might have just been fully. That's a separate huge cast, cast. Huge cast. And why three women to play the dress? I mean, we'll get there, but like. Yeah. Um, I did see that they are in the original Seattle production. They only had one woman playing it okay. and then they changed it to three. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of really liked that. I was, I thought it made the music a little more interesting. I was just going to say it gave it a lot of texture when they all sang together. Yeah. It made the dragon more textured, but I didn't like that. They did like kind of solo. I wish they had just been all together all the time. Oh, like of. all speaking together at the same time. Yeah. Kind, kind of, of a little fates like, Oh yeah, situation. Um, okay, sorry, cool. we skipped way ahead. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, the ca- the cast is massive, and like when they have, um, I mean, we can just kind of. Although, okay, sorry. So I'm going to start yeah. from the beginning because I really thought that that was just a dummy that the two parents were talking to. Also, they have oh my two god, <laughs> fully in green makeup to be yes. on stage for one song. And that poor boy and that probably boy. was only on stage for one song. I thought that was a mannequin. I thought for sure. I'm like, surely they didn't make a child dress as a, a baby Shrek just to stand and do nothing. Little teeny no, tiny no. baby Shrek. No, they they made him dance around and parade around. A lot of like kids and their adult versions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but listen, I know it's today is so fucking good. It's like the best song in the entire show. Yeah, in my it's opinion. really good. It's That's so the good. Fiona one wrong. Yeah, right. when she does the trio <laughs> with her. Wrong. My brain. What is happening in there? 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is a really good one. And the two kids yeah. they got are perfect. The middle oh, kid so is like, you're yes. like, girl, you're screaming musical theater right now. Like, I right? know you're in a Broadway production and I know that you found your people, but like your whole vibe is just, I've been to Denny's at 4 a.m. and I've yelled on top of a table. Do you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like, you're oozing it, babe. You've got to calm down. <laughs> you did it. You made it. You didn't even have to you go made to the it. You got you're there. there. You're on stage with Sutton fucking Foster. Chill, You are babe. singing a trio with her. Chill, babe. <laughs> I'm sure that Sutton Foster is a lovely person, but oh, I yeah. loved imagining during that song her, like, Jen, like Jane Krakowski as Jenna Maroney oh, like sure. critiquing her co-stars like her seven-year-old co-star being like <laughs> yes. little flat you're a little flat Anna <laughs> just like so mad at this fucking child for existing or like trying to like take her out of the show so that she doesn't get upstaged <laughs> <laughs> Sutton Foster murdering her, her child replacement tap dancing on her um, corpse <laughs> I'll just sing the whole song. I'll do it on my knees like Farquaad. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, we meet Shrek's parents who say, Shrek, it's time to go out in this great big world. You're seven now. It's time to find your own swamp. Um, and then they make a young child just walk around on stage for four minutes. On a little treadmill. Until Brian Darcy James can punch his way out of a toilet. Um, which is the greatest introduction of a main character. I forgot that he punched his way out of the toilet. Punched his way right out of the toilet. Right out. Cracked the outhouse. He cracked it open. Um, I really wish they had opened with All Star, but <laughs> I understand that they had to have they had they could only do one royalty heavy song, and they chose "I'm a they Believer" at the and end. They chose so. to give it to the Munchies. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they said Smash Mouth has enough money. We don't. They don't Smash Mouth has done enough. They have truly. Shrek has let all the members of Smash Mouth retire early. Yeah, basically, like, they did Shrek, and they were like, "We're good." Honestly, Smash Mouth. Listen, okay, I know, like they are sort of a hun- one-hit wonder, but like literally that one hit, they are good. Listen they never to have to work again. And tell They're, me like, it's we bad. Were, Thank you. Like, also, like, we just watched um, Rat Race a couple of days ago. Perfect. And they They feature, perform at the end of it. They do. There's a fucking they Smash Mouth concert. It's perfect. And it's the, uh, the one song they fucking play is yeah. All Star, baby. Like, it's... Listen, I can't... Can... You cannot deny the genius and the artistry and the, <laughs> the iconic niece of... <laughs> Smash Mouth. That's all I'm saying. That's true. And if my fifth grade talent show is any indication, everyone fucking loved that song because several people tried to sing it at the talent show. (laughs) To my memory. (laughs) Like, hey, now you are an all star and we should legally allow uh, just 15 nine year olds to sing all star. In a yeah, row. I think that's not together. The, <laughs> they should sing it individually, consecutively. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will like it. It's like the American Pie principle. You never know when the song ends, so mm, then it just keeps going exactly. and going, and then you listen to it for an hour, and you're like, "Oh, I've actually listened to this song like 15 times." <laughs> so true. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I wish it had been All Star, but it's fine that it wasn't. Um, I know today. Yes. Yeah, so I thought. Okay, 
I did not realize Sutton Foster was funny until this musical. Oh, yeah. She's very funny. She did she's the voices. Very, I mean, she did we, the faces. We did literally just watch Thoroughly Modern Millie, which is a comedy. So. I know, but I feel like she didn't get to be as goofy in that. I feel like she That's was true. playing more strict. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like in this one, she got to do real zany yeah, r- real weird shit where she was like, "Oh, absolutely." Moony. I don't know. She was doing weird voice throws. I felt like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, there are so many just character voices all over the show, yes. and I could not listen. I literally wrote down in my notes at least four or five times. Can you imagine doing this show? completely doing blank and it was either completely doing this uh character choice or this character voice or having to do the entire show on your knees like god the this is this is the testament to broadway you know (laughs) people it's just you you make a choice and you commit to it 100 percent, and people will fucking eat that shit up love it um i will say i appreciated that the musical stayed largely true to the movie script like there were several jokes that i remembered from the movie that i was like Mm -hmm. oh okay those are like iconic shrek jokes i feel like right um not plot points like actual jokes um that made it yeah i feel like you and i feel like that like with any adaptation Mm -hmm. is you're gonna have to kind of like play to that a little bit but also because you have like obviously oh 100 like because you had like kids are gonna know those lines because again like i said you watch the movie hundreds of times (laughs) because children love watching the same thing over and over and over again yeah or even so like certain lines stick out like i mean i remember doing it as a kid and now the kids i watch do it to me all the time like do you remember when we watched that movie and then he said this and i'm like yes we watched that movie one time six weeks ago if you don't stop talking about it i'm gonna lose my mind (laughs) (laughs) you show kids aristocats one time and they will fucking go wild for it Um, anyway, yes, yeah. So I feel like in an attempt to kind of cater to that audience, they were like, we'll keep some yeah. of the jokes. And also they're good jokes. Ain't broke, right. don't fix it. And I like that it's not entirely a like child's musical. It's not entirely for young audiences. Mm. There is also very adult humor in it, which is nice. True. Um Oh, wait. Somehow I missed uh, when... Oh, it must be Story of My Life. Story of My Life is when all the fairy tale characters come. Yeah. Um, And I had forgotten that that was the crux of Shrek. I don't know why. I forgot that... Because I knew, obviously, because I've seen the gingerbread man scene and right. Pinocchio is like a hugely famous part and Puss in Boots. Obviously, like I knew the fairy tale creatures were in it. And then I just forgot that the whole reason this thing kicks off is that they move into Shrek Swamp. Yeah. Because I'm dumb. Um, And so all these people start filing in and I'm like, who, what's happening? Who are these people? What are they, what's going on now? What's happening now? Yeah. <laughs> Why are all these people here? I was Shrek. I became Shrek in that moment. <laughs> you were, you were about to jump on stage and say, no, get out. This get is out Shrek room. show. Just trying, to, just trying to hang out. <laughs> it's the inciting incident. We need something to get him out of the swamp. <laughs> yeah. And I loved, I, I thought they did a good job of trying to incorporate all the characters that yeah. the movie had. Although I think where a movie succeeds and a um, musical fails is that there were two, in my opinion, too many people on stage 
in the musical. There were a, they have a lot like again that that, that felt useless like, to me. Yeah, they that cast that extra part of the cast like the fairy tale creatures feels so big. Yeah, and I felt like it would have been maybe a little bit better if they had like whittled it down a little, and then you could have like more interaction and like yeah. maybe built those characters out a little bit more and made yeah. it a bit funnier. Like I don't need the backstory on all of. I I didn't think story of my life was terrible. I liked that everyone kind of got a little featured moment. Sure, but I yeah I. Think think if we had just maybe cut it to like three mains then we could like yeah focus a little bit more and also we we get story of my life and then shrek goes off and that's kind of all we hear from the fairy tale creatures until we've gotten like until we're coming back at the end and right. i know that's not the case like again i know it's hard to cut back and forth and probably we could we didn't need all of that uh, i think there was a lot more emphasis on Farquaad than there was on the fairy tale creatures, which I think was the smart choice because the guy who plays I agree. Christian Sieber fucking is oh my god unreal in this. Like I can't believe. Like anyway, um, we'll get to it, but yeah, mm. I don't know. I just like the fairy tale part was kind of uh, I just didn't care very much, and I wanted yeah, to care I more. The same way, I I really did feel the same way, especially with like their second um number in the second act of like it's what is it um uh what is it called oh freak flag um <laughs> oh, no. the born the I, born this way anthem of Shrek yeah I just <laughs> I really didn't care no I was like I kind of zoned out for okay also I. <laughs> I do need to say, um, maybe it's because I've seen Shrek a lot and because I've seen this musical before, but I really didn't pay attention to the like love story at all. I don't know what it is about love stories recently, but I just don't, (laughs) I just don't care. I do not care. Maybe it's because I'm single and I feel like I'm never going to find a boyfriend because we're in the fucking (laughs) middle of a pandemic, but I don't care. That's a so, Jimmy on the side uh, for me. <laughs> I don't want it's that. the Jimmy. Literally any love story, even if it is the main crux of the story, <laughs> is the Jimmy on the side. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about that. But yeah, like the 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 fairy tale creatures, I really ended up not caring not about them, and it felt like they were kind of just about. right. I feel like they kind of just like filled space. And I think they could have done a lot more development if they had cut. Like there were some things in the far quad scenes that I would have, I would have cut. I think. Like I don't think we need the magic mirror game show. I know that that's like integral in the movie, but I feel yeah. like it's a waste of why are you doing a projection in a screen thing when you have a thousand actors like exactly. on stage <laughs> in costumes? Like do something. Oh, I just kicked the mic. Um. Do something with all those actors. I don't know. I just there were a couple times when I was like, okay, we can we could have lopped this off and gotten to the story a different way, but ultimately it was fine. Um, can 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 we t- can we talk about Lord Farquaad just really really quick? Yes. Okay. Holy shit! He's a John Early character. He is one hundred percent a John Early character. <laughs> I want to see John Early play this role so badly like there were just little affectations he had the actor who like christian sieber throughout that i was like that is i swear to god i've seen john early do this <laughs> like exactly this, shot for shot this is insane just like so and they look they look they alike look very too. similar yeah very very similar um and then i realized that this is like a six foot tall man just walking around on his knees he's a t- he's a big dude 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you see him. He comes out for I'm a Believer at the end, and he's mm-hmm. standing, and he's, like, taller than the rest of the cast. <laughs> this man performed an entire musical on his knees. Oh, my God. I can't. The, the skill that that has. Also, I hope to God that you, like, equity paid for your knee replacement <laughs> yeah, surgery. Shit. I would get that in the raver. For sure. Honestly, holy shit! I was also thinking about like the fact because his song is really fucking funny and it's really great. And um, when they're like walking into Duloc, um, but I also just couldn't stop thinking about in rehearsal. I'm like, how many times did actors trip over him? Oh, had to be the whole time. Had to be the, the whole entire time. time. The entire time. Holy had shit! Also, giant cape, hilarious, so funny, and you can tell that he's on his knees because his proportions are so fucked so up. So fucked so up. Fucked his up. leg, his <laughs> arms are like down to his feet. He's, he's like a gorilla, just like hulking around, <laughs> yeah. and his legs are so. He has Muppet legs, obviously, because Did it, wait <laughs> in the scene in the bathtub when you can see his little <laughs> tiny baby <laughs> feet. <laughs> Oh, I hated that. Oh, that really <laughs> fucked me up. I'll be honest. I, was I also that. that's that that is not meant to be seen close up as well. No, the same is, with the prosthetics. They're like gray. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nasty. But I agree. They are definitely Muppet feet. They do not bear weight. They do not bear weight. Um. Also, I just realized I've been saying his name wrong. It's Christopher Sieber, not Christian Sieber. So my apologies gotcha. to Kit Sieber. Um. Uh, <laughs> I just think Kit's a hilarious nickname for Christopher. That's all. Um, okay. I know. I personally, I will disagree with you a little bit on the game show part. Okay. I think that's really funny because it does give us like an introduction to like Fiona yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing. And also, my one of my favorite lines was <laughs> um, when they were like Sleeping Beauty. She's in this like glass case. <laughs> he turns to the audience. He goes, "Oh, she's in Tupperware." <laughs> Yeah, that one was solid. That's a solid line, honestly. That was an excellent one. And I did actually love that he was like, I've got a lot of extras because, you know, famously, we love to talk about DVD menus. And I do appreciate I was thinking about it today about one of the times I was so depressed that I couldn't get up off the couch and in college and change out the dvd that was in the dvd player i was at doom everyone else was at kcactf i was alone it was my my senior year there is nothing more depressing than being alone in the doom it was horrible when when all of your friends are hanging out without you in a different state exactly (laughs) that was like me (laughs) the fucking summer that i lived in the doom alone (laughs) yeah exactly horrible so i watched the entire i was too sad to change the dvd i watched the entirety of an entire like I I watched all of us forgetting Sarah Marshall disc. Watched okay. all the extras. I watched all the bloopers. I watched the director's cut. I watched with commentary. Oh I watched my God. the regular film. Like I was just like, well, all I can do is lift this clicker and change, like point to a different extra, and I'm gonna watch it. There like, was so this is it's so there sad. is and there is no larger cry for help than that story that you just told me. <laughs> I I know. No, oh, what's no. sadder is that after that, I took my friend's like joke dildo and put it around her apartment and took pictures like I was hanging out with her, like it was my friend. <laughs> That's even sadder. Anyway, it was a dark time. It was a dark time. Um, oh my god! <laughs> but wow. so I did appreciate. I did appreciate the DVD menu uh, joke. Like, and that that harkens back to the actual Shrek DVD because yeah. the mirror um, does 
like voice the menu. Yeah. And for so the for Shrek all those DVD. Shrek stands, they were like, I know this. This is a reference. I ding get this ding reference. ding. It's a reference. <laughs> and see, this is the thing. This musical is just references. <laughs> to its source material. <laughs> and that's the, correct. Uh, properties associated with it. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. So here's the thing. If you're gonna make anything that is a reference, just make it an adaptation. Six. Yeah, exactly. Six. <laughs> do you hear us? No, it's okay. I was actually going to ask you because they do make a lot of references to musicals, like mm-hmm. they parody musicals. Oh, yeah. How did, did that work for you in terms of like the yeah. like reference humor and all little that snippet? Little, yeah. It's not it the entire conceit. Yeah, it worked for me. Honestly, I just I don't know. I think I just hate six. Um, yeah, it worked for me. <laughs> I think I like a musical reference more than a reference of pop music. Sure. Um, and. I like it because it's it's knowingly tongue in cheek. Like I loved the Lion King bit. Right. I loved um I should have written it down, but I don't remember. Um I thought those were, I thought those were fun and funny and silly and it felt mm-hmm. very I it's been a long time since I've seen Trek, but I feel like it's also very pop culture referential. Yeah, Did Shrek and um, especially like from what I can remember, there were a lot of like references to that to pop culture in all of the Shreks. Yeah. Um, because like in Shrek Two, there's definitely a scene where like they end up on a a show like a cops like knockoff, yeah. but it's called like Knights or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. so, so I like, feel like it's very in the same vein of that. Like that is just right. kind of what the movie slash property is. Yeah, um, I feel you. Can I ask? Uh huh. What were your thoughts on Donkey? I don't know. Okay. I feel very met about him. And I just was kind of like, I'm surprised because I feel like he's supposed to be the comedic relief and very like, I mean, in the movie, obviously he's got all the best lines. Like everybody quotes fucking. And you can't, you can't fucking like, compete with eddie murphy you can't and i do think that's a big part of the problem is just that yeah the the, what you're trying to live up to like how do you exactly how do you do that like it's kind of kind of impossible i think i think that um daniel breaker does a good job like i think he does a really admirable um his own interpretation of what donkey is and i appreciated that but i just felt like kind of let down by it i don't know i wanted like better donkey jokes also i feel like this audience did not understand many to most of the jokes (laughs) i didn't think they were like i didn't think they were bad jokes i mean they were like pretty obvious jokes but i'm right you're in a broadway theater you gotta laugh at the jokes like what are you doing yeah exactly there were times i don't like, know donkey maybe they just like, filmed on an off night lines. or something <laughs> yeah like the donkey had full laugh lines and it was fucking silent like you could hear a pin drop and i was like oh, oh that's a my joke God. he's trying to tell <laughs> i didn't even notice that him. i don't know i felt like they did not laugh enough <laughs> I I agree with you that um, it's hard to like look at the donkey performance because again, you can't compete with Eddie Murphy because he is such a fucking talent in comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that the, the donkey like had some good lines. Like I fucking cackled at the impersonating a pinata. Like I got thrown in jail for impersonating a pinata. Like that Mm -hmm. fucking sent me over the edge. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had a couple of other ones, but he had some great physical comedy. 
It really is. I don't know, though, maybe because they focused a little bit more on Farquaad. I kind of, maybe it was either the performance or something, but I felt like Donkey wasn't as much of a comedic role. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's more right, the like the rewriting and the adaptation than it is his performance. Because like you said, his performance is excellent. Right, yeah. I think it was probably a little bit of the rewrite. Thanks a lot, David Lindsay. Um, right. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Uh, yeah, I think it's a lot the rewrite. Because I, I don't know. I just felt like he is trying really, really hard. And it felt very like it wasn't working. I, don't mm-hmm. know. I could feel it wanting to work and me just being like, me. Yeah, I I get the same thing. And the 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 thing about comedy is that if you try to be funny, it's not funny. As listeners of this pod can attest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to do joking, you're going to fail. Uh okay. So, we have the travel song which insanely is not send me on my way, which as everyone knows is the only the song only that you travel, can travel song. To. <laughs> um strange, but okay. Um, oh, oh, oh. Okay, so they get to the castle, they cross the scary bridge. Um, some good physical comedy there the, in the travel yes. song, like why me? And then the roles are reversed, and donkey's going to hit. He- I really did laugh when the donkey was like, I'm going to heaven, Shrek. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. Just like thinking about being on the precipice of death and assuring someone you're going to heaven is so funny to me. Like, sure. I'm going to heaven. Shrek. I don't know. That line just really, I don't think it was meant to be a laugh line, but I was really <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Maybe because I find the idea of a donkey in heaven preposterous. Uh, who's to say? Right. Um, although they are the Lord's chosen form of travel. So who am I to say where donkeys go when they die? That is correct. and if i know anything about donkeys uh one of there's one donkey in particular who's very important to christmas the one donkey dominic dominic the donkey the italian christmas donkey i was gonna say jesus's donkey but (laughs) that one too yeah the jesus donkey the donkey who gave up his nice warm bed let the jesus sleep there yeah he gave (laughs) jesus his little hay and he's like here you go jesus here you go jesus hope this one gets me in good And all the donkeys were blessed since then. Hopefully now I can get out of donkey purgatory and go to donkey heaven. (laughs) Which I hope is the same as human heaven. I hope so too. That'd be so fun. (laughs) I don't think that a donkey's heaven is still carting around human beings. Yeah, that actually is probably donkey hell. (laughs) That's donkey hell. (laughs) Hey, listeners, please tweet at us. Let us know what your thoughts are. We want to know your theological thoughts. (laughs) Hashtag theological thoughts. <laughs> We're going to get some confused clergymen <laughs> up on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so they arrive at the castle and Shrek's like, stay right here. BRB, going to go save the princess. And then Donkey encounters the dragon, the aforementioned dragon played the by three dragon. women. And also like six other women who are playing yeah. the tail and that is actually super cool but again why do we need 15 people for a dragon puppet? yeah the puppetry the puppetry with the dragon is really really excellent and yeah, they like beautiful fucking nail it and like immediately because mm-hmm. you know it's like looks exactly like the dragon from the movie so it's yeah, just it really fucking excellent yeah it's great i'm just saying like wicked did it with a dragon up on top of the stage like you couldn't have done that 
well they had they they blew all their royalty money for wicked on that one riff that he did at the end of the duloc number Farquaad nailed that riff by the way nailed it I was like uh yeah okay that was the ref that was the other reference I was gonna talk about thank you for reminding me that wicked reference is chef's kiss I loved yes Um, it was it was truly truly great (laughs) yeah so then so so the whole purpose of the donkey and the dragon meeting is um that the donkey the dragon's gonna eat the donkey and then the donkey says you've got my what beautiful teeth you have (laughs) right what oral hygiene you practice and the donkey's like wow or the the dragon's like okay i'm not gonna eat you i'm actually gonna fall in love with you and you're my husband now now we're married okay which is how all of us will be post pandemic correct (laughs) the first person i I see at the club husband 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 wife sister wife uh sister wife weird uncle who hangs around i don't care (laughs) We're you, all baby. We are all going to be related in this club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gross. It's um, disgusting. I love it. Anyway, I can't wait to go back to a club again. <laughs> Rind oh up on God. some strangers. Holy oh shit, it has been a year. Yeah, it really has. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> Not going down into the sads. No, no, no. Bring it up. Bring it up. We bring gotta up. go to heaven trick. Um we gotta- <laughs> heaven trick. <laughs> I have to pull up the because I don't know what this song is that's coming up next, and I need the the. Oh, piece. it's the it's the act break, right? This is or, how a dream comes. This is how true? a dream comes true. It's oh, it's it's them like running through the castle, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um trying to evade the dragon, and Sutton is singing as she's trying to as the, she's like, "This is my dream. I'm, it's coming true." And like yeah, Shrek yeah. is being a total asshole, and then. <laughs> Brian Darcy James does a black backflip. Um, yeah, and there's skeletons. I love those fucking skeletons. skeletons. They were so um, fun. There the was costu- oh, we should talk about the costumes because the costumes in this, even yes. though the cast is super large and that yeah. costume budget had to have been insane, the costumes are fucking amazing. They're perfect. They're really, really, really good. Yeah, super impressed I, by them. Was I like spent the, a good chunk of the fairy tale creatures scenes trying to figure out how they did the Pinocchio nose? Yes, I want yeah. to know. Yep, I loved it, and I loved his little joint. Like yeah. his joints looked so good. The costuming was really, really incredible. Excellent. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. So after the donkey and the dragon fall in love, Shrek goes up and saves Fiona, and. Obviously, some classic comedy bits about um, Sutton Foster insisting on saying "wouldst thoust," um, yes. which is hilarious. And then, like, uh, you know, you have to rescue me. Do it right, please. I've been thinking about this for a long time. And right. there that's are rules in our strictures. There are rules in our strictures, as we do well know. Yeah, um, established. And Chuck is like, "Please, I beg of you, fuck off." And it's just like. Takes her away into the forest. Right. Um, and a bunch of skeletons dance after them. And there is one skeleton who is going. I did not notice. They are going so fucking hard. Like, okay. doesn't matter that they're in a mask. Doesn't matter that they're in this itchy black skeleton suit. You know that fucking, suit was itchy. They're like, this is my moment. Because <laughs> if, if anything is, if we can gather any information, it is that they hired no actors doing double duty. <laughs> Except for the one fairy who was voicing the gingerbread man. Exactly. So you know that he was hired specifically to be a skeleton, a dancing skeleton, and he was like, this is my moment. 
I want and before that. and before anybody in on Twitter comes for us and says, you know, you could have just watched the vows at the end. I turned that thi- thing off the second the yeah. curtain closed. Yeah, it's I didn't watch vows. I'm said, out. Goodbye. I had somewhere to be. I I'm had to life. get to my car and to get work. out of the theater. <laughs> we gotta I'm beat the traffic. Getting my second tumbler glass of wine exactly one for the road road sody get my road sode uh it's gonna be a long drive back to midtown east if you know what i mean i know what you're saying um okay and by a long ride you mean a long walk of four avenues (laughs) exactly and it is a long walk that is a long walk don't walk fucking avenues they are so long (laughs) (laughs) um i did tell my family when i got my wisdom to that that i was fine to walk the streets of midtown under anesthesia because i had quote gotten myself home while very drunk before yeah (laughs) that's the same thing no (laughs) i believe that that is the same thing i have gotten myself from manhattan to brooklyn wasted as hell don't remember getting in a cab just remember getting out of a cab and i was fine you think i can't walk the six blocks from the dentist to my home wrong you're fine anyway they didn't even put me on there so it didn't matter that's basically next door thank you i'm saying oh my god Technically, it was avenues, but still, it was a straight shot, basically. You're fine. It's fine. Avenues are a different story, but you're still fine. I'm still fine. And the point is, I survived today. And the point is, you're still, you are, are on mic right now. You are living. It's okay. I do still have a podcast, and that's what matters. And that's um, what matters, baby. So then Shrek and the donkey are like, guess what, Fiona? We're two horrible idiots, and we've rescued you. And she's like, ew, gross. Please take Take me to the person I'm supposed to be in love with. And they're like, okay, great. Uh, The sun starts to set. She starts to panic. I had forgotten about this part. Oh, yeah. I knew she was an ogre, but I thought for some reason, I forgot that she turns into an ogre at night. And for some reason, my brain was like, she turns into an ogre at True Love's Kiss because that's how it works. I forgot about the before part where she was already right. turning She's into an ogre. Already turning into an ogre every night. <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb is the point. And I just was like, mm, okay, no, she just randomly turns into an ogre. That's how it works when you fall in love. Right. You turn into whatever you fell in love with. <sighs> um. God forbid you fall in love with a donkey. (laughs) And I never will. And I never have. Uh, She's like, please let me sleep in a cave. And um, Shrek is talking with donkey about like who he wishes he could be like the better person. And then we see Fiona like change into. Yeah, they do. the. I was actually surprised that I forgot that they did the Fiona reveal right at the end, the end of the act. But Mm -hmm. I was surprised that they do it. Um, Oh, I was going to say, I thought I was surprised that they did it so early because oh, in the movie, you don't okay. find out until like later. I guess that's true. Um, guess that's true. After they've been like traveling for a while together. Okay. Um, and then like when they're like just outside of um, Duloc, you find out that she turns into an ogre in the Got movie. It. But um, yeah, I was a bit surprised that they did the the reveal of her as an ogre earlier, um, which I think is a great choice because it adds stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and which we love. 
We do love steaks at this podcast. Um, also, I we like I know you already said it, but Sutton, this first scene between Shrek and Donkey and Fiona is so fucking funny because of Sutton. She yeah. is bringing the comedy. She is bringing the weird character choices, and it's every just, line delivery is bananas. I so love it. strange, and it's, it's she's committed it's always to a it. Capital C choice. Yes, and I love it because it you it's like you just. You love to see people have fun on stage. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's what this musical felt like. It felt like I was watching Sutton Foster have the fucking time of her life. Exactly. She was so fun. Like, I really, I really loved it. Anyway, that's the act break. Um, I want to talk about her makeup, but I think we should probably do that after we get back from the break. Yeah. Um, so let's take a quick intermish and we will be right back. One second, I have to, I have to, I'm busy on my phone. Oh, okay. Uh, phone's off, please. We're back from intermission. We did flick the lights several times. Um, the lights in my apartment did not flick. <laughs> just saying. And it's so crazy. I texted Dan and was like, please flick the lights in Connor's room. Oh, you know what? I think he might be sleeping. <laughs> Classic Dan. Classic Dan. <laughs> Um, okay. That joke is for literally no one That's except for, for like Steph, us. because I know Steph listens to our <laughs> I was podcast. Say, none of our friends listen to it, so <laughs> I, heard, I woke up this morning. And I, I woke up this morning, and as uh, I was going into the bathroom, I heard like your voice or my voice coming from Steph's room, and I was like, oh, "Good oh, friends do listen to our a, podcast." A fan in the wild, <laughs> <laughs> a friend. Um, okay. We're back from the break and so strike the musical. And I simply must discuss Morning Person as a song. Oh, my God. This is what what we've done um, in in doing Shrek the Musical and in casting Sutton Foster as Fiona and in having her play the part of Fiona to sing Morning Person, the song, mm-hmm. and then film it for for you know, future generations is to capture a woman in ecstasy. Um, <laughs> a woman who has like fulfilled all of her life's dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. Maslow's hierarchy, like she has achieved enlightenment in this song. When she Absolutely. puts on those tap shoes, when she taps with those little rats, she is the queen. She, I'm honest to God, I bet she probably could have died and been happy for, like like right after that number it would have been good like yeah her face is just light she's so delighted to be tapping with these men dressed as rats and i love that for sutton i love that we gave that to her and she got to have too and we, I love that like, it was we make a lot of jokes on this podcast about Sutton Foster banging Deservedly down the door so. to tap in any musical she possibly can. But literally, like, I agree. This is she is. I've never seen somebody happier ever in my life. I have a note that simply says she is tap rat with four exclamation points. And I I think that we should petition her to put that on her headstone whenever she passes away. Excuse Just me, Sutton. I would like for you to put in your playbill bio. I am tap rat. <laughs> I am tap rat. Sutton Foster um, changing her at to tap rat um, is my her, goal. 
she just goes all the way in with this number because yeah. like she, it has the comedy. She's doing the weird faces yeah. and like just keeps yeah. making like just what a fucking perfect coming back from the break song. Honestly, it's just it gets you jazzed to be yeah. back in the music. She's being peak insane. She's making every choice that she could make. She's throwing yes. her voice at every line and then she gets to put on tap shoes. Just I mean. I live. I, thank Sutton you, Foster, ladies Tussauri. and gentlemen. Thank you, and Sutton, thank you, Sutton. Foster. Thank you, Sutton. Thank you, Sutton. Everyone, everyone at home, listeners at home, say it with us. Thank, thank you, Sutton. Sutton. <laughs> and do tweet at her. I would love for just tens of people to tweet at Sutton Foster. Thank you, Sutton. <laughs> um, she'll be like, "Okay, cool. It must be a rerun of she'll younger." Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> or what was she on? Dance, uh, dance, bitches, bunheads, <laughs> bunheads. <laughs> Dance bitches, Dance bitches is my uh... Dance bitches, the ABC Family Show. <laughs> oh fuck! I have a Charlie horse. Hold on. Oh, fuck. Okay. Never laugh while you're moving your toes, and that's the rule when you're thirty. <laughs> that's the first rule of comedy. You know how they say the rule of threes? There's actually three real rules, and that's the first rule. Oh boy. Okay. Um, and then we get their falling in love song, which is I Think I Got You Beat, where they are doing a Prussian Olympics on who yes. has had it worse. And this gives them ultimately respect for one another and it leads to love. Yes. Okay, great. I love that for this. This is essentially yeah, this is essentially them being like, Oh, we're both kind of the same person. Oh, and you've done trauma? I've also had trauma also done, done trauma. me. This, this is essentially trauma bonding. If you're <laughs> exactly. queer, you know what, what what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what's up. Um yeah, it's it's interesting because it starts with a very anything you can do, I can do better vibe. Yeah. And then ends with them kind of like joking and playing it's a nice right. tone shift and i feel like they're really talented actors doing that like mm-hmm. where they're saying the same lines and they're just ribbing each other now it's casual and it's fun and it's flirty that we both had trauma that's yes. fun yeah i do feel like mm, i feel like there could maybe this if I were to choose any of the like love songs in the show, it would be yeah. this one to stay. Cause I feel uh-huh. like we get a lot of them about okay. like that. I don't know. Maybe I was just like over, <laughs> just it. over it. Maybe I'm just <laughs> over it. But I feel like I just felt like every single like love, like scene mm-hmm. got a song. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, Oh God, I'm kind of tired yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. I think because we know they end up together, it just feels like a yeah. foregone conclusion. Like, I'm like, I don't need to watch them fall in love. I know they fall in love. I know they like, fall in love. I've seen this movie a thousand times. I've actually watched this since I was a wee child. Right. So I don't need to watch them fall in love. Do the other funny joke parts. Right. Because, like, they do, I think I got you beat, and then make a move, and then mm-hmm. when words fail, mm-hmm. and then big, bright, beautiful world again, mm-hmm. and the transformation, and beautiful ain't always pretty, which is, like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I understand. Like, keep some of those in there, but, like, like I could do without, the, like, the donkey one, make a move. Um, How dare but I you? Guess that don- is Gen Z's. That is Gen Z's kiss the girl, and don't you ever take that from them. Okay, I I will admit that is Gen Z's kiss a girl. Okay, fine. Um, oh, very dare you. I hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was stupid and bad, but I did make the note that it is Gen Z's make the make the move is Gen Z's kiss the girl, and I stand by that. Okay, I I will support you in that. Yeah, um, you're right. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, they're. 
and it's not that but like the one the one thing that i understand then is then like donkey doesn't really get a solo song if you do take that away from him which kind of sucks for the actor um so like i understand why you have why why you keep it in there and like it does like move the love story along but i don't know i just feel like uh, I, and this isn't this isn't every, like actually anything because this is just me being um, depressed and lonely. <laughs> um, but like, I just felt like the the love story kind of like dragged out the second half. Yeah, it was boring. I didn't care. Um, yeah, again, it's Jimmy on the side. Yeah, it's Jimmy on the side for me. I don't care. Show me more of the creature. Show me more. I want. I want. I want more laughs. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing laughing now. Shut up. I don't care. This is two hours and ten minutes. I don't need an hour of that to be love story. Frankly, exactly. But then, but then we were in Thoroughly Modern Millie saying we need more love story. <laughs> and did we though? Ah. Um, well, what we needed was not more love story. What we needed was less racism. <laughs> <laughs> and let's 100% be correct. very clear about that. Um, okay, I will say so. Now we're getting to Lord Farquaad in the bath, which, as we've discussed, is gross. Little um, tiny baby feet. <laughs> it was so gross that I stopped listening to what was happening. And did something else on my phone and didn't sure. know what this song was about. I just had to look at the wiki and be like, what the fuck is the Ballad of Lord Farquaad? Oh, okay. I missed this whole thing because I was so grossed out by his feet that I said, and my int- my attention is else- elsewhere. In essentially, essentially, this is Lord Farquaad. Uh, it's like his response to, I think I got you beat mm-hmm. almost because yeah. like it's He's got trauma him- too. It's him saying, like, I have trauma, too. I was left in the woods alone when I was little, which then you come to find out later on in the show. He was like 28 and his dad was like, no, you need to move out, (laughs) which is so fucking funny. (laughs) I feel like it's a very like dig at millennials like you all over your moms now. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I mean, like it definitely would feel like that if we weren't living in the middle of a fucking pandemic. But um. It's so, okay if you live at home. It's really fine. Um, don't let don't let rich people trick you into thinking you don't have let to own boomers property. tell That's you that lie. you aren't allowed to live at your parents' home. You are. <laughs> you are actually legally allowed. Um, okay, are the three blind mice the same women who play the dragon? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I wonder. I just. I just wonder because this cast is <laughs> this cast is massive. I do blowing. there there has to be some level some of double crossover. duty. There has to be. Yes, it's too. It's simply too many folks to employ. Far too many. But I I thought that would be a good because crossover. the thing about it you have three. you have all you have like four different casts essentially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. that that's what like forty people yeah. at least makes rehearsals really easy though. That's true. <laughs> you you, you can just delineate that They're never on stage together. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, the three blind mice from his imagination. That's fun. Um, and he's like, so then the three blind mice sing make a move with Donkey. And um, he's like, Shrek, you can tell her you love her. It's fine. And then Shrek picks her a whole ass flower, root and all, and goes to give it to her. And she's confessing her secret to Donkey. She's like, but look at me. I'm ugly oh can we talk about her makeup so she does a lot oh, yeah. of changes on stage that that one specifically right after make the move um or make a move and kind of i guess during when words fail or maybe right after mm-hmm. uh 
when she's explaining Donkey her secret. I feel like that was a really quick change into a lot of makeup, but she was behind a screen and there was a light on her face. So do you think that they just like how does the prosthetic work? Is it like a oh, suit? Oh yeah. I or did was they trying to think in of- a green light and then do like regular like do they have a I they can't paint her that fast. It was too no. quick. I so I think so you're talking about uh, when she's talking to Donkey, right? Yeah. I think that that one, because she's behind the screen, they probably have a situation where it's like she's just wearing a, a prosthetic and then they're casting the green light on her. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely see that happening. But in the transformation at the end, what I noticed, I think that... Fiona walks out wearing a veil and I think that's a body double. And then Sutton yeah. is probably off stage. I thought that too. I think she's on stage. And then there's a part where like the fairy tale creatures all swarm. Yeah. And she is facing upstage with her back to the audience. And she's mm-hmm. just standing and not doing anything. And then she walks very slowly to the back of the stage. Right. And I, I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, that's gotta be a stand in. Like that's a double while she gets her yeah. self together. 100%. Um, which made sense for that transformation. Totally, like, I buy that, and I, I completely yeah, understand why they chose absolutely. to do that. But, <clears throat> yeah, I was just wondering how they got her in and out. That feels like it can't be an easy thing to get on and no, off. No, because from from what I could see, because, again, because I, uh, we don't, I don't think you're meant to see the prosthetics <laughs> up close. No. But from what I can tell, it's like a hood, almost, that, like, yeah. goes over their face with, like, a cutout around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then... I don't know if like their chests because like she has her chest bare as well. Like, I don't know if that's painted or if that's Mm -hmm. part of the prosthetic. Yeah. I wonder if it's a boobs for queen situation where the whole thing goes over. You know what I mean? It could be. Cause I mean, like when they did it in wicked, she, in the second act, she's wearing a bodysuit. That's great. Right. So it could have been, it could be a similar situation. They just borrowed. They just walked up the street. They walked up the street and they were like, hey. um, Yeah, I know y'all got a spare. You've had a thousand. You've had a thousand (laughs) alphabets. Right, exactly. There's got to be one in some Linda's a green man suit, ma'am. Yeah. It's it's good. I mean, I think the prosthetics are really good. I also loved that you can see the little ear holes for Brian, where Brian Darcy James's ears actually should be. They're just little patches so he can... It made me laugh because I was just like, oh, my God, yes, of course. Like, this is this is why I have so much respect for tech people. Right. Because me, as a fucking dumbass, I'm just like, yeah, you just put on the hood, Brian. Get over it. And like, oh, well, then he couldn't hear what people are exactly. literally couldn't hear what people are saying to him <laughs> or what's going on. Like, right. Exactly. And you have unbearable. to be able to hear music in order to sing. To so like, yeah. Oh, also, Truly incredible. I th- I probably thought to myself like over a hundred times, like, oh my god, he is singing through just it, pounds of costume and makeup. Holy shit! These people How have heavy. to be sweating. You could see it on Donkey. He was. I was like worried his makeup was gonna come off. Like he like, is drenched. Minutes. They in. those costumes have to be so number one Stank. heavy for a couple of them um especially in the dulac one number where they're like the they're basically that wearing plastic pleated pleather yeah yeah like that has to be like the i props to everyone in that show mm-hmm. because i've had to wear like a big heavy character costume like that and you can get overheated quick and yeah. they're doing the entire show in stuff like that 
Yeah, it's it is honestly wild. And in the case um, of like Donkey and Shrek, they are barely off stage. Oh, Donkey, yeah, no. Uh, I I truly don't know how they did it. Like they must have fans going in their costumes or at least Brian Darcy James must uh, yeah, and maybe in the in the ham hocks in the hips of the donkey, like donkey is sweating, and I get it. He is wearing a full like wool suit. Yeah, like, he uh, exhausting, exhausting, crazy. Okay, so let's just skip ahead to the wedding. Um, I'll, I'll though. Okay, we can't skip ahead because when Lord Farquaad rolls up on that fucking horse, oh, calls it God. plastic, and says <laughs> it's plastic, and then taps on it like it's hollow, and then. <laughs> And then hops off. I and and Sutton Foster just says short. <laughs> that series of events. I fucking lost it. I could not hold it together. I was just started cackling. It was so. I lost my mind. It was just I lost my excellent. mind. What is excellent happening? comedic short. timing? <laughs> like excellent comedic timing on Sutton's part. Um, the fact that they wrote it or like, I don't even know if that they, they wrote it in or if that was just a li- ad lib, but him okay. saying, whoa, plastic horse, like acknowledging that the horse whoa, is fake. Plastic horse. I loved that. I'm obsessed with all of it. Every single choice was excellent. That scene that like that one minute of theater was so perfect. I would say that yes. Sutton's line reading of short line delivery of short is my second favorite height based uh, joke that I've ever heard. The first being Blanche Dubois in, or sorry, not Blanche Dubois. What the fuck am I talking about? Blanche Devereaux in Golden Girls when Rose is dating a very small man who I want to say he's like a, a little person. Mm-hmm. And she comes out with a plate of hors d'oeuvres and she goes, shrimp to this <laughs> little man. And then just turns around and walks right back into the kitchen. And it's <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And a second, second place is Sutton Foster going, short. <laughs> <laughs> Two comedy icons killing it. Killing I love that. It. That was um, amazing. I have no notes. Oh, it's so good. Um <laughs> okay, let's let's skip now ahead to the wedding now that we've covered the comedy. Yeah, because um, I after after the after um Farquad shows up, it's the freak flag, and I just I don't care. I don't care. care yeah, we get to be yourself. Okay, Lady Gaga, leave me alone. Right? Like, I... And I feel like this song is doing double duty because it is essentially doing the exact same thing at the end, like, when they say, just be yourself again. So I'm like, yeah. I, you don't need Freak Flag, Mm-mm. and it just adds extra time. So I feel like if you're going to cut anything from the show... just so Sutton can get a, her prosthetics on, honestly. Yeah, right? basically. <laughs> like, this, this is not they what's needed happening. time. Okay. But yeah, so we're at the wedding now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the all the fairy tale creatures are there for some reason. And right. one by one they're like they're going to air their grievances. And this is how we find out that Lord Farquaad was not abandoned as a child, a babe in the woods. He He's was actually a, a full grown like, man that his dad was like, I just walked away from you, man. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Because his dad shows up and his dad is like one of the seven dwarves or like a gnome or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. So it's also like a whole, you find out that he is also a, a magical creature. He is what he hates. As Pinocchio says, that's right. Your king is a halfling, which <laughs> was wild. That's a, that's a Lord of the Rings reference. Just saying. Um, okay. <laughs> As as Mitch would say, nerd shit. (laughs) 
Um, I'm going to make him put that on a drop so I can just press a button and have it go nerd shit. <laughs> I love that. I Honestly, I fully support that. Um, then Lord Farquaad's like, fuck you. We got married already. Like, I'll just... Oh, because Fiona kisses Shrek and then she fully turns... She doesn't change at all. <laughs> she spins around and it's a whole thing. And then she lands. And it's a very sweet moment where she's like, I'm ugly. And he's like, you're... Or I'm not supposed to look like this or something like that. Right. He's like, you look beautiful. Um, and <laughs> Lord Farquaad is like, it's fine. We're legally married. I'll just lock you back in the tower. Which, honestly, very rational. Like... Very rational plan. Well, I can't believe you are supporting spousal abuse. I mean, I don't support it, but I just do think it's a very well thought out plan comparatively. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll just lock her in the tower again. Like, duh, of course. Like, you don't have to worry if she's an ogre because you're the king now. You can do whatever you want. Genius. That's true. I love when people use their power (laughs) to punish (laughs) others. Um, Wow. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. I can't wait to get canceled. And then um, that's when um, the dragon shows up and yeah. barbecues Lord Farquaad. I forgot that he gets barbecued. And so I just read the top of his and it said with Farquaad dead. And I was like, what? What horrible <laughs> part of this show did I miss? But I did see the donk. I did see the donkey and the dragon arrive. And I did see the yeah. dragon steam him with her breaths. Yeah, he got fully steamed and then, then probably steamed. dropped through a trap door. Full Mrs. Lovett in the oven situation. Oh, 100%. Dropped him right down through the trap door. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, he had knee pads on, so it didn't hurt very much. Exactly. Uh, and then everyone's like, okay, well, we're in love and we're all going to live a fair tale, happy ending. We're going to go to the swamp. Donkey Fear and Dragon are going to do something concerning. Uh, and... <laughs> And then they we don't need to think about that. We just I can't get into the species science of it. Um, It's a real like mule situation. Be mules. We don't have time. (laughs) I was just about to say. I simply can't get into mules. Um, But then everybody sings. (laughs) Yeah, quote me on that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I took a drink right before you said that, so I didn't want to spit my water out on my very expensive microphone. Worth it. Um, then they all sing I'm a Believer for Curtain, which is... Of course. You have gross. to. I hate it. Um, you have to, though, because it's do. such a... Because it's an iconic number from the show. Yeah. And it's how the movie ends as well. So it's excellent. Yeah. I think yeah. it's great. It's fun. It's a jam. Like, it's a romp. Everybody is having a good time. Everyone is enjoying themselves. Like, right. I'm not mad about it. I'm just only a little mad about it. Like, in a, in a like eye rolling okay right but this whole thing was based on a movie from 2001 so like at the end of the day how eye rolling can i be like this exactly is a vehicle for mike myers you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's what we're dealing with at the end of the day that is correct um any notes or thoughts before we go into man and chair con nope okay man and chair this for us yeah i really do enjoy this musical um I think that if I weren't so jaded in love right now, um, I would feel a little more kindly to that part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's fun. It is, it's really excellent to um, be able to watch this musical because again, musicals are a visual medium. Mm-hmm. And um, like uh, you said earlier in the show, um, it's really just great to watch like Sutton and Brian Darcy James have a blast on stage. They're just making capital C choices and they're 
having the time of their fucking lives. And that's really fun to be able to watch. Mm-hmm. So um, the music is really good. I wouldn't say that like this is my favorite music of any musical. Um, I know it's today. It's probably my favorite song. It's an excellent trio. Um, I think it's a great like little moment of storytelling about and character building for Fiona. And it's a- an amazing way for Sutton to make an entrance. Um, <laughs> and but other than that, I wouldn't really like go out of my way to listen to any of this music again. Um, but still enjoyed the show and it was still fun. So, um, Meryl, how about you? Yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to this again for sure. Um, I can't even say that I would probably watch it again. Mm. I mean, I'm glad I have it. I'm glad that it's available for other people to see. I would say if you haven't seen it and you're bored and you've got a little time, like maybe it's a snow day, maybe you're you know, polar vortexing and you still have Netflix and power and you can watch this on Netflix and that's very fun and cool and good. Um, It's not like amazing, but yeah, like you said, Brian Darcy, James and Sutton Foster seem like they're having a lot of fun. And I feel like everyone in the cast feels like they're having a lot of fun. Christopher feels like he's fucking living his dreams on his knees. Um, amazingly because i would be so mad if i had to Mm -hmm. be on my knees for the entirety of a show um and all the supporting like i really like the duloc dancers i think they're really fun and it's a good i mean i remember that specific joke from the movie like uh wipe your shoes don't touch the grass or whatever or wipe your shoes wipe your face like that is fully line for line from the movie and i was like yes okay i remember this as a child and they did a great job and um they're like weird tiny pleas for help it's like he's making us do this we have to yes. do it perfect or he'll kill us it's very important that we do this correctly he taught us himself like you're getting so much exposition that's so funny and like at the same time that you're watching them do this performance is this big like kick kick line grandstanding right also kick lining on your knees hilarious i love it um, amazing a classic bit but yeah i i mean it's not like a top atop anything for me but i'm glad that it exists i'm glad that the shrek generation could uh close out their life with a musical and just like really feel as though the story was tied up for them um it's not my generation but i respect it uh (laughs) i'm realizing now it like fully is my generation and i'm just yeah the movie came out in 2001 (laughs) yeah i know i was fully 10 years old like i was aware for this movie (laughs) right wasn't it wasn't something we watched on a loop so i didn't understand when i like got on the internet and was like shrek is my dad i'm like okay why he's gross um and i stand by that he is gross and that Uh, is why he is our dad is because he's gross he's he's our gross dad he's our Um, gross dad yeah that's my man in chair it's like you know what it's a musical that we did certainly see and we did certainly listen to and i'm glad that art exists for that reason Exactly. Connor, anything to plug? No, as usual, you can find me across all platforms at CRLEA12 on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I will post whatever I'm working on there. How about you, Meryl? Nothing for me, but you can find this podcast at Bits Over B-Way across all platforms. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. You can find us in whatever your pod preferred podcast app is. We are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. If we're not wherever you listen to your podcast, just drop us a line and we'll get there. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash bitsoverbway. You can 
um, listen to all of our episodes there if that is your preferred player. Um, and that is it. All right. Bye. Bye. We are all going to be related in this club. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>